Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. Coming up in a little while, we'll see what it's like to spend a week on a small schooner or refurbished tugboat sailing to Alaska and other areas of the Inside Passage on the west coast of BC. It is very scenic and very beautiful around there, so we'll see what that's like. Plus, we'll head to one of my favorite states in the U.S., the great state of Texas, and visit South Padre Island, an area that looks also absolutely wonderful. And all these places and adventures you can do with a group of your friends or family. In fact, we're going to start things out by talking about group travel what you need to make up a group, plus the benefits and perks, if any. And to help us out with that, we're joined by our good friend and resident travel agent, Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Hello, my friend. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, everybody. There's different types of group travel, right? There's travel with a package. There's groups with different tour companies. There's groups just with airfare. So there's different criteria, right? Exactly. And each of them are a little bit different. Uh, Traditionally, general rule of thumb to be safe is 10 people. Uh, now, sometimes when we're doing the all-inclusive, they may require 10 adults. Uh, but Air Canada Vacations, for example, uh, requires 10 bums. So it can be, you know, two two families of uh, four with grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Or in my case or whatever, it's uh, me, the daughters, and the grandkids. Just to make up that 10. <laughs> so the kids uh, count, right? Kids kids. Kids count traditionally towards groups, yes. Most of the time, but like I say, there are a few exceptions where some resorts will require five rooms and ten adults Uh uh, to get that group pricing. And group pricing can really vary, and and that's where it gets a little bit confusing even sometimes for us uh, when we're doing the business. We'll send out for quotes. And again, more specifically for like destination weddings, multi-generational, for doing the all-inclusive kind of thing. Because uh, a lot of times there's all those early booking bonuses that are built into the package. Where mm-hmm. The hotel is giving you a huge discount. Uh, the airline or the supplier, Transat, uh, Sunwing is giving you a discount and everything as well. That doesn't give either side much room to move. So, you know, your savings can be smaller. They might only be 25 to 50 maybe $75 a person over what you're seeing on the actual site mm-hmm. if you're booking transat of that. Uh, sometimes if there aren't those big ones or whatever, we have the luxury of, of being able to to play with that pricing. And sometimes, you know, I've seen savings for clients anywhere from $100 to as much as $275 a person wow. off what you're seeing online. So, uh, again, that's where, like I say, you know, you've, you, you know, the agent you're working with is, you know, make sure you ask lots of questions so they explain it to you and explain why, you know, the difference is, you know, maybe not as much as what you thought it was going to be doing a group. Because, uh, like I say, in those, in those instances, we just don't have that much room to move and you know we're not going to gouge you we're going to you know we have to make a living to keep our doors open we're trying to get you the best value that you can for for what you're going to spend on your group Mm -hmm. and sometimes well let's talk about cruises now because they're a different animal as well because sometimes they have uh, freebies built in if you get enough cabins right Yes, they will. It's what they call a touring conductor. And again, similar to the all-inclusive vacations, a lot of resorts will, will offer that on the uh, sometimes the 16th or the 21st passengers. Uh, cruise lines is based on the number of cabins where they'll give you a uh, free, what they call a tour conductor. Or, and, and again, we give those back to the client. We're not going to keep those just for ourselves and not tell you about them because, again, yeah. that's not in our business interest. We want you to know everything up front. And you can decide what you want to do them. Some people I know will uh, keep that for themselves if they're going to be kind of the Pied Piper and help mm-hmm. put it all together. Or they'll uh, take that cost and just divide it between everybody, and everybody gets an extra fifty or seventy-five or hundred dollars, depending on you know how much the value is, mm-hmm. off of their trip. And now, do they still have uh, certain rewards too, like uh, they used to uh, back in the day when I was in the cruise uh, industry? <laughs> that you know you would get maybe a twenty-five dollar shipboard credit per person if you had enough people, that kind of thing. 
Exactly. And depending on the sailing, they're called uh, amenity or gap points. Yeah. And again, like I say, ask, don't be afraid to ask your, 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 your agent that you're working with, you know, what am I getting for this? Are there, are there freebies? Are there extra persons? Are there all these extra things or whatever? Uh, and uh, depending on the sailing, uh, for example, we're doing our family Alaska cruise here coming up in, in June. Mm-hmm. And uh, we received uh, gap points that were worth $50. So we threw an extra bottle of wine in, in everybody's room, a uh, bottle of wine for dinner. And uh, a free picture nice. for everybody. Yeah, that's so everybody that's gets an extra cool. couple of bottles of wine and a, and a free picture, group picture for for all of us. So. Yeah, well, and like you say, it doesn't take a whole lot to get a group. You get a couple of families of four together, and maybe some grandparents or aunts and uncles, and there you go. Exactly, and away we're off to the races. Or Bob's your uncle, as they like to say. Bob's your uncle. Start backing. <laughs> <laughs> and now, what about the airlines? Like some people, they're just booking a group airspace, right? Or, uh, and do you have to uh, depart from the same gateway? That's the other question that comes up. A lot. Uh, most of the time, they like you to, but not necessarily. Again, maintaining you know that group of ten people. We've done a couple. I do my. I used to do my daughter's soccer team all the time. Uh, we do some incentive travel for, for some companies, uh, and we have booked. Uh, we had a choir group last year where you know they're flying for different cities across Canada, but all meeting up to uh, do a choir tour mm-hmm. over in Europe. So again, you you know you're looking at probably a minimum of ten. Uh, a lot of times those can be held with deposits. Uh, we can do uh, different scenarios with different cities and try and match every, up everybody as close as they can. And, and, again, it's a great way to save some money. Yeah. Uh, again, because you're getting what we call a, a net fare or whatever, which isn't necessarily because, as we know, with the airlines, everything's based on availability. And every 10 seats, those prices going to go up. So this is a locked-in price for everybody in the group. So and the sooner the better. So prices going up. Exactly. The sooner yep. the better because then you uh, get your space and you get all the perks and everything like that, right? Exactly. And airlines, like I say, you can start. Uh, booking them usually 11 months out. So Yeah. Well, good stuff. Ken Stewart from Cropa Travel Solutions. Thanks, sir. Talk to you soon. So what are your thoughts on spending a week on a small schooner or refurbished tugboat sailing to Alaska? and other areas of the Inside Passage along the west coast of B.C. Sounds fabulous, doesn't it? That's what Maple Leaf Adventures is all about. So to tell us more about Maple Leaf Adventures is Kayleen Vanderee. She is the Marketing, Communications, and Sales Lead for Maple Leaf Adventures. She joins us now. Hi, Kayleen. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, let's uh, talk about uh, Maple Leaf Adventures. This sounds like a cool way to uh, cruise up the West Coast into Alaska and some of the areas that you go to. But before we uh, talk about that, give me some uh, background on Maple Leaf Adventures. Yeah, of course. Um, We've been operating here out of Victoria, B.C. um, since 1986. And we we have three ships now, but started just with a, a classic schooner. Um, the Maple Leaf, and we were a cruise ship line, but but really we travel by small ship, and we really aim to explore each area that we travel to. Um, so we we now have three ships, like I said, and um, and travel all the way up through the Inside Passage to Alaska and back down to Victoria every season. Now, when you say cruise ships, people have the uh, the thought in their mind that they're the big cruise ships that go uh, up and down the coast. This is nothing like that, right? Uh, your ships are a lot smaller, which is an advantage because you get to go into some of the smaller areas that the bigger ships can't go into, right? 
That's right. Yeah, we take just small guest sizes. So um, either 8, 12, or 24 guests, depending what ship. And um, the focus of of the adventure is um, not just the area that you visit, but uh, at the bottom line, we're ecotourism company. So um, we like to give back to the areas we travel to and help educate the people and guests that we travel with about the area and how to protect it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned that you do go to Alaska. That's one of your destinations. So uh, touch on some of the popular uh, destinations and itineraries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, say the top three popular right now are Haida Gwaii, which used to be known as Queen Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, the archipelago off the central coast of British Columbia, um, well known for its um, Haida heritage and um, including the UNESCO World Heritage Site, uh, Guayhanas, um, home to a um, large amount of standing totem poles. Um, otherwise, the Great Bear Rainforest has been getting lots of attention lately, especially as the new IMAX movies come out about it. Um, the Great Bear Rainforest is beautiful in all three seasons, but the, the autumn season is when the, the salmon run occurs and best time to see the white spirit there. Mm-hmm. So how long is a typical itinerary then? I guess it varies, right? Depending on where you're going? It does, but we try and most of our trips are around a week long. Um, we find that this is really the best way to kind of get in rhythm of, of the trip and get to know the area. Um, as you spend after day two or three, you really get to know the people you're traveling with and um, the rhythm of the trip as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's talk about your ships. You have three of them you mentioned. Uh, let's start with your uh, your flagship, I'm going to call it, the Maple Leaf, your, your schooner. This is the original one, right? That's right. Yeah, Maple Leaf was actually built in 1904 and has had quite the history. Um, she, was, she was actually turned into a halibut uh, fishing boat in the 20s and her, her lead um, was stripped off of her, her keel um, for for the war efforts, um, but after a big um, eight years of um, of love put into her, she was turned back into eco eco tourism ship um, and a beautiful sailing ship. So she takes eight guests with five crew, and still does the same um, wonderful itineraries that we started uh, with her back in the eighties. And then there's Swell, who's a tugboat. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had her since 2015, and she is also quite old. She was built in 1912 and is a converted tugboat now, so she's quite um, comfy and um, offers similar itineraries traveling up the coast. And um, she takes up to 12 guests with five crew. And then most recently, we've um, just been undergoing a year-and-a-half refit of uh, catamaran expedition catamaran cascadia um who will be starting her first trip this may nice so, and she takes up to 24 guests um with 10 crew now getting back to the maple leaf the the smaller boat what's what's uh, a day uh, like on that boat uh, compared to the other two they all are operated in the same way so we we try and get off the ship and exploring as much as possible. So we have shore boats that take us um, zipping around, looking at wildlife, um, exploring beaches, and uh, bear watching and whale watching. 
Um, and then we have uh, chef-made meals aboard um, in between those excursions. So you're not exactly spending a lot of time in uh, your cabin, and I'm using that term loosely, cabin, because the, the, especially on the smaller ship, uh, it's the, the, the quarters are quite small, right? That's right. So um, each ship kind of has its own personality, and um, Maple Leaf is the most adventurous vessel. Um, you kind of share a semi-private accommodations with the other guests. Um, you're exploring lots. So by the end of the day, you're tired, and, and it doesn't matter um, what your cabin looks like. But uh, Swell is a little bit bigger cabins, and then Cascadia's are the largest cabins and most private. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so what's included now in a, in a typical itinerary? Yeah, all of our pricing is um, is inclusive. Um, so all expert guides, which are locals to the area, um, all meals, wine with dinner, um, any any permits that are needed for the, the shore visits, that's all included in the pricing. Um, and then for Cascadia this year, we're offering um, free flights from Vancouver to the trip start and return. Nice. Uh, now tell me, uh, just getting back to uh, onboard experience, uh, obviously you have to feed your guests. What kind, of, what kind of food can people expect when they're on board? Mm-hmm. So our food is um, inspired by the West Coast. Our chefs cook a lot with um, some of the seaweeds and fish that you catch on board. Um, some of them enjoy foraging a lot. So that will all be incorporated in um, places like Haddock Y, where the fishing is a- abundant. Um, there's lots of fish in the meals and, and local um, delicacies, but uh, we can accommodate any um, dietary needs. And what are the excursions like? I know, obviously, you're looking for wildlife, a lot of whale watching, bear, uh, bear watching, that type of thing, but uh, what are some of the popular excursions that are included? Yeah, um, all of the excursions are done together, meaning that um, it's not like a big cruise ship that you sign up at the beginning of the day for your excursions. Rather, um, you're going to um, what the crew have found for the day of your flexible itinerary. So so sometimes that may look like visiting some of the local whale experts like the Cetacea Lab or going to um, a big house like Clem to, um in the Great Barrene Forest. Um, lots of small hikes and um, beach excursions. Um, e- each trip is so um, is so different, and our itineraries are very flexible. It, it looks different each time. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if you, you know, spotted bears or any kind of wildlife, you wouldn't say, "Okay, it's time's up. We got to move." <laughs> you you'd probably right. spend the extra time there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes we're just so absorbed in the bear watching or whale watching. Um, we'd rather spend more time on that and. Um, it means that that you're getting the best of of the area. Mm-hmm. How fit do I have to be if I'm going on one of these excursions? Yeah, it depends what vessel you're on, but all of us operate the same in that um, you have to. We're traveling in very remote areas, so you do need to be able to hike along a rocky beach um, and get in and out of our our zodiac boats, um, which requires swinging your legs over the side. Um, Cascadia shore boats actually have a, a ramp, but um, you do still need to be mobile and fit enough that you can keep up on our um, adventurous 
um, smaller hikes. Well, it sounds like a great way to tour the West Coast and up into Alaska and through all those uh, great areas. Maple Leaf Adventures is the company. The website is mapleleafadventures.com, and Kayleen Vandery is the marketing communications and sales lead for Maple Leaf Adventures. Thanks for your insight, Kayleen. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Well, one of my favorite states in the U.S. is the great state of Texas. But one area I've yet to visit is the area of South Padre Island. An area looks absolutely wonderful. So to learn what there is to see and do in South Padre Island, we're joined now by Ed Calm. He is the director of the South Padre Island Convention and Visitors Bureau. The website is sopadre.com. Hi, Ed. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Tell me about South Padre Island. Let's start with this, uh, the basics here. Uh, where is it and how do you get there? What's the best way to get there? So you, you can find us real easy. If you find the map of Texas and you go all the way down to the very, very tip down by Mexico, we are right there. Uh, you can fly into Harlingen or into Brownsville, and you can find us right from there. We're uh, we're a bit of a drive from the cities, but the flights are happening fairly regularly, so you can find a direct flight into our airports and come all the way south to see us. We're about 25 miles from the Mexican border. Nice. So I imagine the weather is always very nice there if you're right on the, the, the Mexican border and you're right on the, the Gulf Coast there, right? It, it is always beautiful. And we have, uh, with, you know, being an island, we have two sides. We have the, uh, the outward side facing the Gulf, and then we have the bay side. So on either side of the island, you have views of the water, so you can... Pick what location you'd like to be on. If you want more of a Bayview side, uh, you've got the one side. And if you want the, all the sand and the waves and the Gulf-facing side, we offer that too. The average temperature uh, year-round year here is 23 Celsius. So that's kind of really, really beautiful. Currently, uh, the weather here this week is projected to be 24 all week with the lows in uh, the mid-18, 20 range. So nice. it's really, really a beautiful time of the year. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I want to do a personal invite to the folks up there to come <laughs> on down and visit us. If you need to thin your blood out a little from being up there in the cold, please come on down. <laughs> I, was, I, I was raised in southeast Alaska, and over the course of my career, I've moved to warmer and warmer climates. And I tell people I'm still thawing. <laughs> well, we'll take that inv invitation at heart. What's the area known for, though, uh, South Padre Island? We actually have a little bit of everything. Uh, we are known as a beach destination. We've had generations of uh, people uh, from, you know, the Texas area and the Mexico area come in and vacation here. Now, as we've grown a little bit, we have a lot of other things. We are known as Texas's best beach, uh, and we, we are very proud of that moniker. We, uh, we are known by the younger crowds as a great spring break destination. Mm -hmm. Through the summer, we're known as a great family destination. Um, there's lots of experiences to do here. Uh, if, you, you know, if you don't want to be on the beach all day, we are known as the sandcastle capital of the world. You can tour our sandcastle trail. You can uh, actually hire a sand sculptor to give you and your family lessons of how to build sandcastles. Oh, cool. So they, they go a little more in-depth than just turning the bucket of wet sand. <laughs> That's about my level of sandcastles. Same here. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so if I had a few days down there and you were my tour guide, what, where, what are some of the popular places you'd take me to so I don't miss anything? Definitely would want you to go to the South Padre Island Birding and Nature Center. That is an experience in and of itself. 
We've got uh, the longest pier in the state of Texas, and that's the Queen Isabella State Fishing Pier. And uh, so, if you like to, if you like to do some uh, some fishing for uh, snook, redfish, trout, uh, black drum, this is the place to go. It's one of the best places to fish, particularly on the bay side. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the influx of the tides moving in and out of the bay, some great opportunities to fish, and the uh, the piers and the jetties and the bridges are great places to fish. Uh, I'd also say, you know, t- take an opportunity to get out on the boat. We were just rated one of the top 13 destinations in the world to do dolphin viewing. So we have a lot of dolphin excursions that you can immerse yourself in when you're here. And when I say immerse that, I mean, you can, you know, you can really get into it. You could do uh, the beach in the morning, get out on the water during the day, and then come back and have one of our great culinary experiences. I would invite people to try uh, a culture, both Tex-Mex, uh, Mexican, and then also uh, fresh Gulf seafood, which is what I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you, do ca- if you do catch your own fish, you can take it to many of our uh, our restaurants, and they will cook it for you. So you can't get much fresher than that. No kidding, it's right? A lot, it's a lot different than ice fishing. <laughs> well, you get the best of both worlds. you got the, the beach and the lounging, and, uh, and then you can go fishing. And if you want Tex-Mex food, you got that too, right? Exactly. And for the, the younger listeners that you have, we do have a pretty good nightlife of, uh, of dancing and some nightclubs that are here, uh, real good uh, bands that come in and out. We've got Incubus coming in here in a, in a short period of time, and that'll draw a lot of, uh, a lot of crowds in from across uh, the southwest. Um, and as far as where you want to stay, we really have a little bit of everything. You can stay on the beach side. You can stay on the bay side. You can be in kind of just a, uh, a mid-level, uh, low-service hotel, or you can be in a full-service hotel. Or for those that are traveling with families and want to be here for longer periods of time, we have uh, a vast array of... Uh, VRBOs, you know, mm-hmm. vacation, vacation rentals. So really, you can you can tailor your schedule to whatever. Uh, if you go to our website, sopadre.com, we actually have some sample itineraries uh, for you too. If you want to reach out to us, you can sign up for our newsletter on there as well. Uh, when you first hit our website, and we will be glad to send you our e-newsletters so that you can find out uh, what's happening. A couple of things that are coming down the pike here. Uh, in a, kind of the, the, the near area mm-hmm. is July 31st through August 4th. We've got the Texas International Fishing Tournament. Uh, August 9th through 11th, we have a ladies' kingfish tournament, uh, one of the most popular for both our international and our northern uh, uh, visitors is Sandcastle Days, and that runs October uh, 3rd through 6th. So there's really something for everybody, and I would, I would encourage people again, Randy, to, uh, to check out sopadre.com. And, um, and and see if uh, if we're the place they want a vacation. If you haven't been here, uh, come take a look. If you've been here before, we're not like we used to be. <laughs> and so I guess if the average temperature is in the mid-20s, there's uh, you can visit all year round, and there really is no best time to visit, right? Unless you're looking for well, a particular activity, right? C- correct. Most, most families uh we'll take some spring break time and come down here but that's when we have the college kids so there's two weeks where you have the college kids uh and you know of course the music and the venues and all will cater to them Mm -hmm. but from uh from june through august great family vacation spot so that fits in when school's out uh allows the opportunity you know for the time to travel and stay you know stay a little longer and really immerse yourself in in what we call island life it's it's a different pace than being in the, you know the northern cities, little different feel, a little more laid back. It's a flip flop kind of thing, 
Uh, you know, you don't have to pack coats. <laughs> pack for the beach, uh, and, and, you know, and enjoy the cuisine down here. Our spring and summer uh, is is good, April through May, and then if you are uh, more towards the boomer generation and you'd like to do a getaway prior to you know winter really setting in heavy up there, mm-hmm. uh, September through November we have great rates. So for folks that the kids, you know, they're empty nested, the kids are. Uh, out of school and they want to come in, uh, that's probably one of the favorite times of the year. We call it fall season, but it's really not fall. We, you know, we don't have the changing in the leaves and yeah, all that yeah. we all have up north. So so how easy is it to get around? How big of an area are we talking about? Uh, do you need to rent a car, or once you're there, you can pretty much kind of walk can, about or use... Walk uh, about. Yeah, yeah, we can walk about. We have local scooter uh, rentals. We have uh, local golf cart rentals. You can rent a Jeep if you want. You know, we have pretty pretty much everything. We've got some of the new three-wheelers that you can zip around the island on. There is free transportation when you get on the island. Our shuttle does run on a regular basis from the south side of the island all the way north. So for folks that are used to living in, in, in the cities, uh, you know, up north where you are, and like public transportation, we offer that down here free. We do have a free shuttle that comes in from the airports. So if you do want to, you know, get off the plane, get your baggage and all that, and then find out where the shuttle service runs from, we can get you right out to the island uh, post-haste. And then, like, it's pretty much walkable, but if you do want to take a day where you want to take and rent a Jeep and drive the beach, you can actually drive on our beaches here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fun experience. We do also have horseback riding on the beach, which is pretty unique. You can actually get the horses down, you know, by the waterside and all that, which uh-huh. is kind of a fun experience if you haven't done that before. Um, we've got zip lines, activities like that for people to do. So, like I said, we really have something for everyone. Well, uh, yeah, it really sounds like a fantastic place. Uh, Ed Com is the director of the South Padre Island Convention and Visitors Bureau. Again, it's sopadre.com, sopadre.com is the website. Uh, appreciate your insight, Ed. Thank you. Thanks, Randy, and please, everybody, come down and give us a visit. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line... My email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.